Welcome to the Center in the City podcast. I'm your host, Wade Brill, and during this series, I'll be interviewing various thought leaders, wellness experts, and humans on how they practice sustainable self-care and mindfulness. We'll get real and raw, talk about the light and the shadow side of self-care and mindfulness, and how we can actually stay centered amid the chaos and the hustle and bustle of our modern day world. So settle in and get centered. This podcast episode is brought to you by Centered in the City, a virtual on-demand self-care and mindfulness platform with over a hundred different meditations, journaling prompts, nourishing recipes, and Pilates flows, all designed to support you feeling calm, focused, and energized as you live your life in this modern day world. For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. Notice how much better you will feel by having a consistent practice to support you staying centered. I am so excited to have my friend Kyle Wood with us on the Center in the City podcast. Kyle is a leader in the fitness industry through his website, Bootcamp Ideas. It's the go-to site for tens of thousands of group fitness trainers around the world that are looking for training ideas and advice and inspiration. He is also the creator of Bootcraft, which is a curated group fitness workout idea database and loving community of trainers. Kyle and I met through one of my mentors and friends, Jenny Blake's online community, what used to be called Momentum. And we just hit it off and back in 2020, the beginning of the year, we started to be connected, start to chat, support one another in what we were working on and our projects. And it was so helpful, especially being solopreneurs you sometimes are siloed in your own life and in your own work. And so to be connected to Kyle and be connected to a community gave me so much strength and insight and inspiration to keep going when times got really tough. So I'm excited to have Kyle on the podcast today to talk about all things community, connection, heart-based business, and how we can do it all as we're still navigating this pandemic. So settle in and enjoy our conversation. Kyle, welcome to the Center in the City podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you. We normally get to have our weekly or or bi-weekly chats and now we get to have this meaningful conversation on the podcast and let it enter thousands of people's ears. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to begin by asking, what does being centered mean to you? It's a good question. And excuse me if I pause and it goes silent for a little bit. <laughs> it's just me uh, taking the time to absorb the question and really think about it. You know, the thing that comes up first is is this state of flow. You know, when you're in a state of flow, so less about the actual activity and more about the feeling of of being engrossed in the activity that I'm doing, which is weird because that in a way sounds unbalanced because 
you're because I'm fully into something and all my attention is on one thing and not on anything else. doesn't sound very centered, but that's the word. That's the sort of feeling that comes to mind, uh, which is actually something I've been thinking about a bit lately, you know, constantly striving for balance. I've been wondering if maybe I should be zooming out a bit with balance. So rather than trying to balance everything and have like a list of things I have to check each day, you know, go for a walk, sit down, meditate, do this. But rather there's, there's days or periods of time where I'm really into one particular activity and then there's periods of time when I'm into a different activity or, and then, you know, over a month that might look balanced mm. uh, rather than the individual day. And that way, rather than constantly striving to check a bunch of boxes uh, each day, which becomes monotonous. And I mean, I mean, that brings a practice with it too, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's just something I've been thinking about after recently having some time off um, and doing different activities thinking, oh, yeah. Mm. You know, it's interesting because the idea of focusing on one thing to me doesn't sound off balanced or off centered because when we practice balancing in our bodies, whether it's on one foot or, you know, in a certain yoga pose or Pilates standing pose or something, you have to put your gaze on something to find balance. If you look around the room at 10 things at once, it typically is what throws us off balance. So I kind of like that metaphor of for you, you're, you're expressing that the centered quality is when you're focused in a flow state, when your attention is on one thing and it not being spread out over a bunch of things or in this kind of habit, uh, autopilot, checking things off the box mentality. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty much spot on. Now <laughs> tell the listeners, you know, how you got into the fitness industry, just so we can have a little bit more context and background of your journey and, you know, a little bit of who you are and, and where you are now in life. Where do I start? Do I, <laughs> do I start when I first joined a gym? Or do I start? That's so great. I love that. I joined. Um, it's interesting because I guess those experiences of of joining a gym probably shaped the way I showed up in as a trainer mm. later in in my career. Uh, it wasn't anything that I. I wasn't like you know talking to the career counselor and when I was 16 or whatever saying, Hey, I want to be in the fitness industry. In fact, it was like very much the opposite. It was like teaching, uh, some sort of technology, like even like video game development, things like that were, was where I sort of was putting my attention at the time. And then, um, a very clever marketing, sort of tactic that a gym was employing got me into a gym mm. and uh got me you know sign they did the old uh you know if you sign up today <laughs> he's like you can have a two-week free trial or if you sign up today we'll waive the joining fee 
And, um, and so I signed up and I remember it being like, it was the, the fee for the gym was pretty much exactly what I was making from my like part-time job at the time. My dad wasn't very happy. He wanted to go in there and cancel it, <laughs> but I'd been uh, taken advantage of. But I started going and uh, a couple of things happened. One, I really, I really liked it. I'd moved to team sports and never gelled with me. I, I played team sports throughout my childhood, but you know, now 18, all those kind of club sports and stuff like that go away. And I really liked that I could go into the, the gym by myself and kind of like have that time for, you know, myself. And I wasn't competing with anyone else and I wasn't, mm. um, no one else was, I guess, relying on me. So I could just move at my own pace. And um, then the other thing that I found, there was like a community that had a sauna at this gym that I started using and I met these guys, most of them who were like had 20 or 30 years on me and they became kind of mentors for, for 18 year old Kyle. Mm. Uh, Sometimes not in great ways, but, <laughs> but still having, I think having those like older men where you sit in the sorter and um, talk, uh, you know, three or four times a week in the evenings. And, and there were, yeah, I think it was overall like a positive influence for me and, and gave me something yeah, that I hadn't had in my life maybe before. Yeah, so that that was sort of sparked the interest in fitness and exercising. And then that progressed over the years. And as I was studying engineering and not really enjoying it, I had an opportunity to do some study while I was doing a work placement. And I decided to pick up my certificate for personal training and started doing that and then didn't really look back loved it i was like making money helping people had that real-time feedback rather than working on huge projects which sort of was where engineering was i could see straight away that i was from you know just giving someone one workout that i had something had clicked or had done something that hadn't been able to do before and uh yeah that really yeah i really enjoyed that that was mm. very different Hmm. Yet gyms have always been a place of community for me and my life too. Uh, when I was in New York city growing up, we went to Reebok sports club on the Upper West side and it was our community. We became best friends. I say we, I mean, my siblings and I, and my mom at the time, and we became best friends with the, the trainers and you start to show up at the same time. So you get to know yep. the same people and you go to the same classes and uh -huh. you get to know about each other's lives and you get to see each other naked in the, you know, locker rooms, which builds, <laughs> I think the sense of just like raw, authentic community, you yeah. know, you're, you're just vulnerable in that state and also friendly and kind of brings up that, um, kind of summer camp feeling, you know, of just like being in your bodies and you have all these happy endorphins flowing through you because uh -huh. you just got to work out. So gyms have always been a place for community for me. And whenever I've moved to different cities, whether it's Buenos Aires or to Seattle, I've always looked for a gym to be my home base yeah. for community. And then you got inspired to create 
this amazing community online for trainers. And I'm like, I would love to talk more about community because I know that connection and community are such big values of yours. Mm -hmm. And what do you love the most about creating communities? I think, you know, it's not, it's not just creating communities. It's creating communities for like the disenfranchised. So the people who are, especially when I created bootcamp ideas, my website originally, there wasn't a lot of online communities for trainers. So I think that was a big part of the, the appeal was that I was creating something that hadn't been there before, but also serving yeah, me. Creating, yeah. Serving this like community of people. Um, Cause another community I looked at starting um, was like sort of a fitness community for people who are into like video games and nerdy geeky stuff. And then the, the, around the same time, the, the, another website started called Nerd Fitness and he filled that niche really well and, and huge website now. So I th- yeah, I think it's cool to, to sort of seek out. And I think that's one of the real powers of the internet is that we can seek out people who maybe perhaps aren't in our local vicinity or that we can't find because there's no established sort of like, yeah, like where would you meet up with? a group of nerdy people who are into fitness <laughs> like unless there's a gym or, you know maybe in like new york there's i think there's gyms there that have like real sort of nerdy themes to them uh because you've got such a dense population but otherwise it's it's online and i think it was the same for trainers it was like i know i'm feeling isolated as a as a trainer trying to grow my business trying to work out what on earth it is that that clients are looking for um, how to get more people to come to my sessions, how to keep them happy. And yeah, I guess there was that. That's yeah. Another aspect I like about creating community. It's a little bit of like, this is the community I would like right now. Mm. So I'm going to create that for myself and other people. Mm. You brought up New York and it reminded me of this article I saw in the New York times about a TikTok viral a video that went viral and this woman marissa invited people to come to central park like so, mm. and they had a meetup of over 200 strangers in central park <laughs> and from that she's she created a website called no more lonely friends um and this mission of driving people to connect and build connection or find each other online but then also be able to meet up with each other in person if if feasible. So it's such, you know, community is such a need and mm. connection is such a basic human need. How are you practicing living and flexing this value of connection as we're continuing to navigate these lockdown and open up and, you know, pandemic world that we're still navigating? Because for some like me, where the gym was a big place for community and connection. You know, I'm not going to a gym right now. Um, I have, you know, virtual center of the city community, but I'm curious, like, how do you flex that value of connection during these times? It's, it's really tricky. Uh, and I mean, a lot of it is dependent on what level of restriction you're in. 
And the tricky thing is here where we are, you know, that can change week to week. So we were talking just before this, how things sort of open up and then close down and then, you know, you can have people over to your house and now you can't. Um, so the few ways moving down. So I used to live in Melbourne in Australia, in case you can't tell by my accent. <laughs> <laughs> and um, before that I lived in Portland, Oregon, so not too far from you. And there I had a fantastic community through a thing called uh, World Domination Summit and another um, event called Camp Good Life Project. I was lucky enough, there were lots of people in the city who had attended these events and we all vibed with each other. And then moving back to Melbourne, I joined a group called Live Your Legend Local. So Live Your Legend Local is like 200 cities, you know, around the world where you can meet up with other sort of like heart-based entrepreneurs mm. but then moving out of melbourne suddenly you move away from a lot of those those meetup groups and then something else happened three years ago i had a, a baby <laughs> and so like that really impacted my life too and i had to change the way that that i sought out community so one of, one of the things that's been really helpful is um joining like a community group so for me it was uh and I'm not just trying to drop this. Sometimes I feel like I'm trying to, I'm like, have I manipulated this conversation <laughs> to bring this up? Because uh, I'm quite proud of it. Uh, so I joined the fire brigade down here. We, we have a volunteer fire brigade. And that was just like a friend recommended I do that as a way to see community. And that's been cool because even through the lock, like if, you know, the page goes off now and I go, even though we're limited how we can see people at the moment we obviously still need to put out fires and things like that so i can still meet up with that group and do the activity and have that connection with them which is a different kind of connection we're not having deep and meaningfuls and things like that um instead we're like working together to achieve a goal and um looking out looking out for each other so that's been a big thing i know other people get that from sporting groups and things mm -hmm. like that but for me the um, fire brigade's been that. The other thing we try and do is, um, and actually one of these we lost, uh, just fell out of habit with, uh, we had a family that we would meet up with once a week. We would alternate who hosted dinner and they had young kids mm. as well. And it was like, no, no extra, like it wasn't going to be a late night. It was on like a Monday night. So it wasn't going to be a late night or anything like that you know, cause kids had to go to bed. It was like, come over, have dinner, you know, spend about two hours together and then, and then go. But just having that like sense of community. So unfortunately that's stopped, but that is something I'd like to start again. We have another family. We do that. We do that same thing with once a month. So mm -hmm. um, when again, we alternate with them. So just having that as a, a regular thing that then you're not having to, you know, sometimes trying to organize someone to come over for dinner, um, trying to work out the dates and stuff like that can be really tricky. So having that as like a regular, this date, you know, what like the third, fourth Thursday, um, the third, I think it was the third Thursday of the month for this family that we do once a month. Just having that regular um, is really important. Mm. And then... Yeah, there's lot, there's lots of ways. I love that, and I 
I'm a big fan of food and community <laughs> circling around food. And yeah, that's how we do. We've been practicing and surviving during the pandemic of creating connection, whether it's outdoor, having a barbecue and socially distancing if we mm. need to, or having everybody fit at the same table, if it feels safe enough during these times, or we have a neighbor who we're really good friends with. Actually, my husband was childhood friends with, with one of our neighbors and we just walk over to each other's houses or sit outside on the porch, but just being able to have that mm. connection is huge. And I'm curious, cause like one of the things that I think can prevent people from building community or, and building the sense of connection are different thought patterns of like, oh, it's going to take so much effort or, mm. you know, what if they say no, or like, is it really worth it? Or you know, it's just another thing in my calendar to schedule, or, you know, or whatever the, the things are that our mind creates. And, you know, like, how would you recommend like people kind of break through that? Because one of the things that I loved about our first interaction was that you reached out and we're both in Jenny Blake's um, community, you know, as you reached out and, and put yourself out there to say, Hey, does anybody want to have like a connection call and community call? And I think, you know, that's a really awesome, beautiful thing because there is some vulnerability in us reaching out and not knowing who's going to show up, but then you also don't know who will. And from that, that sparked you and I being able to meet across the globe. And we've had calls like every week or every other week mm -hmm. for over a year now, which is, yeah, which is pretty cool. And it's been a, definitely a bright light in, in, uh, my pandemic year and a half plus and continuing. Yeah. I think that's something that was, that was something moving overseas really helped me with where I worked out, Hey, if I want to connect with people, like I'm going to have to be the person who organizes that. And it's probably a habit I've not as good at these days, although <laughs> I did do it last hey, year. So, yeah. so there we go. Uh, and so I think, well, maybe perhaps part of it is, is finding the right like existing community or group of people that you can approach that with. I think, you know, when I moved down here, I tried to start like a sort of entrepreneurs meetup and it was just like, maybe if I'd persevered with it, it would have kept going, but it just, it, you know, I did about three meetups and, you know, got lots of interest, but not people actually coming. So mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's like, okay, it didn't work. But then it was the same thing with joining Jenny's group. It was like all the calls were like 3am for me because of the time zone difference. And so it was one of those things where it's like, well, if I want to get the most out of this, I'm just going to have to be that person who, who starts this. And again, like, you know, I only ran a few of those calls and, um, and then, you know, you and I connected. So I think part of it's just being open to what, what could happen. And Seth Godin has like, um, that great line has got a book called, um, what to do when it's your turn. And, mm -hmm. and then in like brackets, it's like, it's always your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and he's really big on that. Like, choose yourself rather than waiting for someone else to choose you. 
So I think mm. the times when I look back on like the great connections I've made, it's usually been when instead of waiting for someone else to organize something, I've been that person to organize it um, and just, just see what happens. I love that because that applies to so many different areas of our life to yeah. choose yourself, <laughs> yep. you know, to, 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 to take life into your own hands. You know, you want something life or you have this value. How are you actually living it and taking intentional action towards it? And I think that doesn't only apply to building community and living this value of connection, but even for people who are maybe dating, you know, I have a, a lot of friends mm. or, or even clients who are like in the dating world and who don't want to use the apps or who don't want to, but it's like, you got to kind of play the game if you want a partner, however that game, <laughs> you know, mm. whatever, whatever medium you choose to play the game. Right. But it, it's like that you got to choose yourself and it is your turn. Um, <laughs> I think is, is so great. Well, and the cool thing on that is as well, when you're making the decisions, you create the rules. Like, so, so you, it, it's, it puts the power back in your hands. Like rather than being like, Oh, I have to meet at this, at this time, you know, da, da, da. You, you can say, no, I want to do a meeting at this time, or I want to only meet with like people who are interested in yellow ducks or, you know, like you get, it puts the um, power back in your hands. So especially since becoming a dad and having like limited time, cause you know, I'm, I'm active and involved in my child's life. <clears throat> You know, like I, I don't, I'm not going to choose to meet up with people at eight o'clock at night because I'm getting ready to go to bed at mm -hmm. 8.30. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, like, yeah, you get to then um, create that thing. And I guess it's again, creating that thing that who are those other people who aren't being served right now? Mm. Um, and how can you connect with them? Yeah. Like how do you, or, or do you even have a process or a way you approach or think about how you reach out for connection in an intentional way or build connection in an intentional way. Mm. Oh, I used to have such high standards for this. And I think um, I've, you know, moving to a country town has become good because I see that there's different types of, I used to think everyone had to be, um, like in my most inner deepest circle because mm. I enjoy connecting on that level. But I think moving here has made me realize, you know, there's the person, the people who run the coffee shop I like going to who I know their names and they know my names and there's small talk and that's valuable. That provides a sense of belonging, but we don't need to know the intimate details of each other's life. Then with, you know, like the fire brigade, I know those people a bit better. We have a different relationship. And then, you know, there's the friends that we've made down here who I have that, that deeper bond with as well. So having like those different levels sort of, that's what creates that feeling of community. I think um, having those friendships at different levels. So uh, now I've, that's prompted me, but I've forgotten the question. Sorry. No, it's just, how do you be intentional with how mm. you build community, you know, and, or you kind of said, we're talking about this earlier of, I have limited time and kind of attention and and so it's like how do you be intentional then about where you're spending that or who or how you're building that community to fill that value of connection 
being an introvert helps <laughs> because <laughs> the bucket uh, is smaller because the bucket that I need to fill for time alone is, is quite big as well. You know, I think part of it has become that, that I almost don't have a, any other choice. I'm always looking for ways to, especially with that, it's good now I've classified sort of people differently in my life because I used to try and create those intimate connections with every single person I met, mm. which would send people like, ah, <laughs> but now it's like, I bring that intention, especially to those <laughs> close friendships of really trying to, I guess, like understand who the other person is, because I know if I can dig in, then I'll find those like deep things that we connect on mm-hmm. um, that create that kind of like lasting friendship. So I guess this is like talking about creating friends, which is a challenging thing to do as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, which my daughter was at the playground just two days ago and with, a, with another girl who's a year older than her. And, you know, she's like, you're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just following, and they, they never met each other before. Isn't that so sweet? Yeah. So I think like, obviously that bring that's a lot of vulnerability. Imagine saying that to someone who you like just met, who you feel like you click with. So I think that's probably the, I was saying like, well, maybe not obviously, but I'm a big fan of Brene Brown's work. And I feel like her work has really helped me as a, as a man, as a dude, like find ways to connect with people that um, another quote here related to the live your legend group. So Scott Dinsmore, who started that website, he's tragically passed away since then, but he's, he was really big on, um, when he was talking about serendipity, talking about going first mm. and, you know, when you go first, you know, you share something, ask something a bit vulnerable um, instead of waiting for the other person, you then give them permission to, to do the same. Mm. And they, they, that, I think that the key word is permission. They won't always take you up on that, but that's the act of vulnerability is that mm. they might not. Uh, and obviously you don't need to like, share your deepest (laughs) secrets with them straight away, but you can just share like a little thing um, to, to yeah, give them permission to be like, Oh, he, he, Kyle shared that with me. So now I feel like maybe I can share a little bit more about myself with him as well. Mm. And it just keeps going like that. Um, And that relationship deepens. So I think that's key. I, I love that practice and advice. And yes, Brene Brown is amazing. And <laughs> this idea of that we, it takes courage to be vulnerable and oh, to yeah. go first and to, sh- to share. And I try to practice that too. You know, when in America, in American, North American culture, I don't know how it is in Australia, but you know, when you say like, oh, how are you? People are like, oh, I'm great. I'm good. good. Like, you know, I'm just good. always kind of have that like quick little yeah, everything's perfect kind of. And then, you know, below the surface, shit is not going well, (laughs) or like it may be not as chipper as they're saying or pretending it is. So I really try to be like, I'm okay. You know, Mm. like this is like, things are going well and I'm struck with a lot of grief right now, or, you know, Mm. or I think it's, it's really powerful that in those you know, moments that it's not on autopilot, that those little niceties that we have 
um, are opportunities for us to go deeper as you just shared and to go deeper, faster, but mm. in hopes of touching something more meaningful, because like, we don't have time to just have bullshitted conversation. <laughs> you know, yeah. you and I talk about that all the time about how important and nourishing this heart-based connection is. Yeah. That, that question always throws me because I know they want me to just say good or great, but so, you know, sometimes I'm not, and I'll often like stop and have a think about it. And I think I'm sure there are people who don't ask me anymore because they're like, oh, Kyle's actually going to lay the truth on me. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, but then there's mm-hmm. other people where it's like, you know, I, I'm, yeah, you do create that opportunity for connection. And then, you know, the same thing goes the other way. When you ask them how they're going, hopefully they'll feel comfortable being honest with you um, as well. But I think that is, yeah, something I've I've gotten better at as well. Like sometimes I'll just say good because I'm like, this person doesn't really want to know in this moment as we're like walking past each other <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, or say like, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, and then it's, yeah, I guess it's up to them to then like say, Oh, what's up? Or, you know, then, then I guess rather than just dumping how I'm doing on them, it gives them um, a chance to ask for more information. Um, yeah, as well. And, and I use it as like an opportunity to check in with myself because sometimes I'm so busy just doing stuff just just dadding and working and that I haven't checked in with myself mm. to see oh hey how are you doing right it's like an opportunity for you to actually take your own temperature and be yeah like, yeah actually how am I doing let yeah. me give a authentic real answer here Kyle any other advice you have for people of how they can tap into this value of connection during these times I think it's a great opportunity to, you know, you can only, you can only connect with someone else as deeply as you can connect with yourself. Mm. Wise words. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's a lesson I've had to learn many times. So <laughs> that I think is, is a great opportunity to start with connecting with yourself. Um, you know, you're talking before about people like struggling to find some a date or a partner or something like that and i think sometimes the thing that can be blocking that is that connection with self um and you're always going to struggle you know it's like the vulnerable person when you really have a connection with someone is that vulnerable part if you sees the vulnerable part in the other person and back towards you so you need to be able to be like tapped into that part of yourself and that that sense of awareness that you can then have empathy for someone else and yeah properly connect with them so that would be a big part and i think if that's like something something else is if about five years ago i was doing a thing around vulnerability and and men and one of the questions guys used to ask me is like i don't feel like i i don't feel like i can do that with my partner because there's there's too many barbs there. Maybe they can throw at me. And I don't feel like I can do that with my male friends because Mm. we just don't have that relationship. And so often I'd be like, well, can you see a counselor or a therapist or a psychologist? You know, someone, yes, you're paying them for that relationship, but it's someone you can practice that vulnerability with and you can start getting some more insight into yourself. And you can go 
you know, from there you can sort of build the tools in your toolkit to be able to do that with the other people in your life and you people that you meet. So that's, that would probably be my, my advice, like connect with yourself as that will just, you'll then naturally show up the more connected you are with yourself. You'll just naturally show up and connect better with other people. Mm. And if you don't have anyone in your life, you feel like you can be there with yet for, for at least the time being, maybe paying for it. And I know there's Mm. all sorts of like, there's like apps now you can like chat see with therapists via text so you don't you know if if the idea of going in somewhere like and talking to someone and looking them in the eyes is like freaks you out um then yeah there's lots of there's so many choices now you know that's so true like typically what we want most in life we get to harness it from the inside out first Mm. like we get to practice you know, if we're craving connection in life, it's like, oh yeah, we get to practice it inwards first to then help us live it outwards. So thank you for that. That was, that struck deep in my body as you (laughs) shared. Kyle, thank you so much for being a guest and sharing your light and your heart and your wisdom with us. Where can people learn more about you and get connected? A few places. So, um, podcast i have a podcast too if you like podcasts that i run with my friend dale it's called lead your tribe and we talk about leadership and very often comes back to connection and community and (laughs) serving people so uh you can check that out at my it's actually my website uh, bootcampideas.com and then if you want more of my personal musings i have a personal blog at kylewood.me there's a mailing list that you can sign up for. I don't update it a lot, but if you want to sort of keep track of what I'm up to, that's probably a better place than social media. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kyle, for being here. Thanks, Wade. Uh, This is awesome. Thanks so much for listening to the Center in the City podcast. I would be so grateful and honored if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast or even shared it with a friend or a loved one that you want to practice connecting with. Maybe you can even talk about the theme of connection and building community with this person. Until next time, stay centered.